0: good morning church family i greet you all in the wonderful name of our lord and savior jesus christ amen we thank god for bringing us together once again to uh fellowship and uh to worship him in the hearing of his word um let me also take this time to welcome anybody who has uh who's here for the first time um please feel at home Um, We have been going through the um, gospel um, account according to to Mark, and uh, last week we saw chapter 4 verse 1 to verse 20, the parable of the uh, seeds, right? The parable of the four seeds, representing the four kinds of hearts that uh, Jesus was um, confronting, um, you know, with his followers. And so uh, this morning we look at Mark uh, chapter 4, verse uh, 21, we'll read up until verse 25, and the title for the sermon uh, today is, Let God's Light Shine Through You. Let God's Light Shine Through You. That's a long title, um, but uh, that's the title for us this morning. I read from the ESV. Let us go to Mark chapter 4, verse 21 up until verse 25. And he said to them, Is a lamp brought in, to, brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not a stand? For nothing is hidden except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret um, except to come to light. If anyone has ear, ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, Pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given, and from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Light is an important uh, source. I... I saw this when um, back in the day we, uh, by the way I'm from, uh, I, I grew up in Sochanguwe. So there was a time when we did not have electricity and uh, I remember when Nelson Mandela came to our area and he was working with the cadres and, and they had already installed um, you know, electric poles and uh, it was the first day where um, they were coming in and to officially um, you know, open this project that they've been working for for a couple of years. And um, he walked into a home and uh, switched on the lights and the lights came on. There was such a big difference from moving from using candles to now having the house lit uh, with electricity. Um, a lot of people appreciated that, but there were also others who did not appreciate it because now, even during the night, we had um, you know lights out that could expose the works that people were doing in darkness. And so for a few, I think, months, people were trying to destroy the, the lights outside so that they can go back to darkness, but uh, unfortunately they could not. And so our text today also gives us some insight into light and the place it has to occupy in spiritual matters. I want to show you from these verses the truth that uh, you can't hide from the light. You you must let God's light shine in and through you. Jesus, according to John chapter 8, verse 12, is the light of the world his light penetrates even the darkest places and the blackest of hearts he he gives us some insight into his light Uh, and allow me to share a few facts of light with you as i preach on this subject that you uh, you you should let god's light shine through you first of all we see in verse uh, 21 that light has its purposes. Light has has its purposes. Look at verse 21. And he said to them, is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand? Jesus taught his disciples using uh, parables. And here he uses another parable he uses the common image of a lamp or a candle to teach a profound spiritual truth here in that day it would have been an oil lamp every house had at least one it was used to provide light in houses that were naturally dark the houses in that day had holes cut into the the wall so that a lamp could be placed there where when a lamp was lit, it, it, it was not um, lit to be hidden under a basket or under a bed. The lamp was lit to be placed in a, in a high location so that everyone in the house could receive light. This parable is, is designed... Uh, to illustrate the purposes of, the purpose of spiritual light. When Jesus shared the word, he was giving light to the world. His light was given to speak to people trapped in spiritual darkness, to show them that there's a way uh, for them to be saved. There's a way out of darkness into his marvelous light. While Jesus was here in the world, he was indeed, John chapter 9 verse 5, the light of the world. Our Lord's light bent brightly, teaching men about the love of God. His light was designed to reveal the heavenly Father to sinful man, to fallen man. His light increased increased in its intensity until it shone with the glory of heaven as he gave his life for sinners on the cross. Then it burst forth in radiant beams when he rose again from the dead. Our Lord's light was not designed to be hidden away. He came to this world not to hide the truth from man, but to reveal the truth to those in darkness. Well, when he saved us from our sins, the Lord placed his light within us. He he, he does not want us to hide that light away. He wants us to allow the light to shine through our lives so that others might see the way of God. Isn't that what uh, he says in Matthew chapter 5? Let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Far too many Christians are guilty of hiding the light. It's like we come to church and, you know, this is where we are Christians. And when we separate and go to our different worlds and contexts, we hide our lights until we come back on Sunday. we read about these countries and i I, I keep saying this today we, we 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 heard and prayed for morocco these believers are under a lot of pressure to cave to give up to you know uh you know blow the the candle um you know switch off the the light but they continue in the faith in the midst of great pressure. We enjoy great freedom to express our faith. We enjoy precious freedom to gather like this without anyone uh, coming here and taking our Bibles from us. We can post on, you know, know, social media about our faith without the secret services coming knocking at your door at night. But still, we hide our lights. The light is a tremendous gift. Can you remember when the darkness of your sinful past was shattered by the light of the gospel? Can you remember when the Lord placed his light and his life within you? If you can, then you know the value of that light. It it, it must not be uh, secreted away. It must not be hidden, but it must be shared with the lost and dying world. The world needs the light. The lost are in darkness. Bound by fear, bound by sin, and God is calling us to shine our light before men, not to hide it. Well, the second fact I want you to see about light is in verse 22 <clears throat> light has its powers. Verse 22, look at verse 22 with me light has its powers, for nothing is hidden. Except to be made manifest, nor is anything secret except to come to light. The Lord reminds us that lights hold the power to make hidden things plain, hidden things visible. The, 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 the light that Jesus came into this world to display not only reveals the hidden things of God to men, it also reveals the hidden things within men. Doesn't make sense. It, 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 this light does not reveal the external things alone, but it also exposes the internal things. Have you, you know, listened to someone and you thought the pastor here probably had. Uh, you know, from someone about my situation and he's preaching about me. This man does not know me properly. I'm going to to show him. So sometimes you feel like, you know, your roof was opened and he was just uh, looking at your roof. But it is the light of God, isn't it? It exposes the internal uh, things, the things that no one sees. And I'm not saying we are prophets, no. It is the Word of God that exposes. It's the Word of God. This is why so many people who have heard the gospel message have rejected it. The gospel is a message of salvation, but it is also a message of confrontation. The the gospel confronts there is a message that reveals the darkness of the human heart people are like insects and other creatures of the night they flee light when it comes to shine upon them i'm sorry to use this illustration but it just came to mind have you seen a, a rat in the dark and you switch on the light that it tries to it's very fast it, 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 it you know runs off immediately when the light comes on to expose it why do, do people do this well Jesus said when you read John chapter 3 that people are running away from the light because their deeds are evil Their deeds are evil. They, they don't want their deeds to be exposed and brought to light. Imagine with me, I don't think we would be here. If there was a system, uh, an, an automatic system, we live in a, a technology age, just imagine that whatever sin that you commit was written on your T-shirt. Every sin that you commit is written on your t shirt and is exposed to the public. We wouldn't want to come, right? Because we don't want anyone to see it. That's what happens with the light of the gospel. The light of the gospel exposes what men, mere men, cannot see. When the light of the gospel shines in a person's heart, it reveals all the darkness contained in that heart. That is a painful experience for the lost sinner. Yet, when the darkness is exposed to the light, the darkness will have to flee and salvation will be the result. It is the most painful thing, but it is the most uh, uh, important thing that you need. The first step is coming to Jesus to be saved, um, is having your sins exposed to the light. We also need to understand that there's coming a day when all hidden things of darkness will be revealed. Christians will see all their secrets exposed at the judgment seat of Christ when we stand before the beamer seat of Christ, all our sacred deeds will be exposed. A lost people will see their secrets revealed at the great white throne of judgment. I I hope you you see what I did there. The Bima seat and the great white throne are two different things. Christians will not stand before the great white throne. By the way, if you find yourself or at the great white throne. Just know it is over for you. <laughs> we will probably discuss this when we discuss eschatology uh, one day. So so no one has ever gotten away with sin. Has has anyone ever gotten away with sin? No one gets away with sin. That, that is the clear teaching of the Bible. There are people in the Bible that try to hide their sin. You think about people like Reuben, you know, who tried to hide his sin from his father. Achan, who tried to hide his sin from Israel. Ananias and Sapphira, who tried to hide their sin from the apostle. What is common among these people? They could hide their sin from people, but there was God. There was God. God always sees. That the hidden works of darkness will always be brought out into their light. You and I will not be able to hide our sins either. We we cannot hide our sin. It, It is far better to drag your sin out in the open and confess them to the Lord than hide them away, waiting for God to expose them. He who hides his sin will not prosper. Isn't that what, what uh, Proverbs chapter 28 tells us? Verse 13. They will be exposed. When we get honest about our own sins, we can experience the forgiveness of God. Right? We experience the forgiveness of God. as 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 tells us that when we confess our sins he is faithful and just to cleanse us, to, to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all impurity. When we try to hide our sins away, they will destroy us from within. Remember the story of um, David and, and Bathsheba. How, um, let me just uh, go there. Uh, I'm not digressing. Uh, this is uh, this, um, this purpose in this uh, madness. Uh, uh, Psalm 32 David has uh, sinned uh, and tried, uh, you know, all manner of tricks to conceal and hide his sin. And to to the the human eye we we can say he succeeded but um listen to the turmoil that he was experiencing he starts by by you know celebrating the fact that god is a forgiver of sinners and, 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 and he celebrates this fact by praising the Lord. He says, blessed, verse, uh, chapter 32 of Psalm, blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. Do you see what David is doing? He says, I covered my sin. When I exposed it, it was the Lord who covered it. Now listen to what he says. When he now retells his story of the time when he was trying to cover his sin by himself. Verse 3, for when I kept silent, my bones wasted away. For through my groaning all day long, for day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. He says I was living in turmoil. There's no way when a Christian commits sin that they find peace in the sin. You, you you try to, to run away, you, you try to to to, to, to 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 protect yourself but you know that there's turmoil in your heart, isn't there? This is what David was experiencing. He says, "Eh, you know, the, the day and night your hand was heavy upon me. Brothers and sisters, experiencing the heavy hand of the Lord when you are in sin is a blessing to you. Because he disciplines those whom he loves, isn't it? A Christian who's in sin and at peace with their sin is probably not a Christian. Not, did you hear what I said? I didn't say a Christian cannot sin. But there's a different way we respond to sin. Sin is a foreign thing to someone who is made alive in Christ. It's like uh, someone who, in fact, that's the picture that Paul uses in in Titus chapter 2. It is like eating something that is rotten. Your body rejects it. You, you, You throw it up. Your body does not want it because it's a foreign substance. It is like receiving a kidney from uh, someone of your uh, who, who who is not your blood type a, a different blood type that that you know is it, it, it cannot uh, take that kidney it, your body rejects it isn't it i hope uh, our medical uh, people don't uh, argue with me after church <laughs> but anyways In verse verse, um, 23, our Lord says, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. The Lord is trying to speak to someone in this place today. Is he shining his light on you? Are you opening your ears to him? Let me share with you the third fact. This is in verse 24. Light has its privileges. Light has its privileges. Verse 24. Look at verse 24 with me. And he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you and still more will be added. This verse is rich with truth. We are cautioned to listen to the right voices. We are counseled to pass the truth on to others. We are comforted by the precious promise. Let's unpack these three statements just for a moment. We are cautioned to listen to the right voices. There are many, many voices competing for our attention these days, aren't there? We must be careful that we only hear the Lord's voice as he calls us to himself that the right voice will always speak the words that are lined up with the Bible and uh, point you to Jesus. There are many voices that are speaking, but it doesn't mean that we have to pay attention and listen to every voice. And sometimes even the people who call themselves Christians, we need to ignore what they say when it deviates from the word of God. When you hear, when we hear the voice of jesus we must make sure that we listen um we hear we heed to what it tells us to do when it calls us to come to jesus to be saved we need to come when it tells us to when it calls us to a life of deeper commitment we need to obey it when it calls us to a life of service we we need to surrender we we need to be aware of how we hear the voice as well we need, to, we, we need to be ever listening for the voice of the Lord to speak to our hearts. Secondly, we are counseled here to pass on the truth to others. We have already mentioned this, but the Lord has called us to share the truth with uh, that we have received received. We, we do not hide this truth. It is too precious to be hidden. It is too precious to be put away. It must be shared. Of all the things you can do with your life, perhaps none is greater than taking uh, time to share your faith and the things God has shown you with others. We have been given a, a, a great privilege, a great privilege, to you know to, 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 to proclaim the gospel to the world. Isn't it amazing, brothers, that weak frail human being like ours can share the gospel to someone who, you know, is in darkness and all of a sudden the lights come on. Isn't it amazing and a privilege to know that God has used me in this way? I don't know about you, but I find it amazing. I find it amazing. I cannot change anyone's heart. And when God does it through a weak vessel like me, I find it amazing. Thirdly, this verse comforts us by the Lord's promise. The the idea here is that those who listen to what the Lord is telling them and obey him by giving him, by giving their faith away, will see him reveal even more truth to them. If you truly want to know the deep things of God, take the time to share the things you already know. Give away what he has given you. In other words, you ask yourself, did you learn anything about the Lord in your private time today? In your devotion? Give it away. Did you glean a nugget? You know, um here at church, give it away. Did you get something from the someone that you you, you heard already? Give it away. Did God open your eyes to the to a deep truth in his word? give it away as you give away the truth the lord has revealed to you he will give you more truth you see if you keep it to yourself if you keep the truth to yourself the lord has no reason to give you more truth the 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 gospel is the only commodity that becomes more valuable as you give it away the more you share the truth with others the more the lord will share his truth with you as we share our truth, we are making an investment in others and in our own spiritual growth. We are called to be rivers of living water. As John chapter 7 verse 48 tells us, we are supposed to let the truth flow out from us. Far too many Christians act like they are ponds. Right? The truth flows in and nothing ever flows back. As a result, life stagnates. By the way, we serve a God who specializes in giving us more, don't we? I love this God. I love how God provides in in, in ways that are beyond our ability to comprehend. He specializes in giving us more. God doesn't just pardon. He abundantly pardons Isaiah chapter 55 verse 7. God doesn't just give mercy, he delights in mercy, Micah 7 verse 18. God doesn't just save, he saves to the uttermost, Hebrews 7 verse 25. He doesn't just save the sinner and forgive his sins, he adopts him or her into his family. He gives them peace, joy, hope, and blessing. He provides absolute assurance and eternal security. God majors in them more. You see, we have a Savior who gives us not of his riches, but according to his riches. When a billionaire gives, uh, you know, one rent of his wealth, um, that he is given, he hasn't given much, has he? When a billionaire gives according to his riches, he can do great good. There's a story about um, uh, uh, Bill Gates, the billionaire, who spent who spent millions of dollars to have an, to have every child in Africa, um, in, in actually not Africa, in Ro- Rhodesia. Um, in Rhodesia is Zimbabwe, right? in Zimbabwe, immunized against uh, smallpox. That is giving according to his riches. A giving, God's giving, makes what Bill Gates did pale in comparison. God reaches into his vast stores in heaven and, and he keeps on giving us more, more love, more mercy. More forgiveness, more grace, more hope, more blessing, and and etc. etc. He specializes in the more. Lastly, um, in verse 25, the last fact that we see about the light is that light has its promises. Verse 25 For to one who has more, more will be given, and from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. You see, the person who hears the truth and passes it on will see his ability to receive truth expanded. And and as this kind of person hears the truth and gives it away, the Lord continually reveals more truth to them. He grows in the things of God in ways he could never have imagined. That is a promise to the person who gives away the light. The, The person who rejects the truth will see his ability to recognize truth diminished. have you noticed that the the more you spend uh, the, the more you move away from spending time in the word is the more you desire less but the more you spend time in the word is the more you want to know you you grow in a desire to know you you develop this this hunger this this appetite to to want to grow in the things of the Lord. The person who rejects truth will see truth, uh, their ability to recognize truth, diminished. So, rejecting truth is far more serious than failing to stay brushed up on things like like mathematics. I... um, I studied uh, Hebrew and, and Greek in seminary, and uh, my, my Greek is still polished. But oftentimes, when I, I study, I, I, I want to preach from an Old Testament text, and I open my Hebrew Bible, I start to see flowers again, as I used to. Flee. It, it, it's so hard, because I hardly spend time on my Hebrew than on my Greek so if 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 you want to grow in an area you don't do it less right you keep doing it more and more and more until it is in you the the little uh, lamp holds tremendous power it has ability to dispel darkness the, the lamp gives its light at a great cost to itself. As it gives away its precious light, its very life is consumed, isn't it? And this is the per- perfect illustration of what Jesus did for us. He paid a high price to bring his light to the lost. He died on the cross so that we might have life and light. When he saved us, he kindled that light within our hearts. We we must let our lights shine so that a world lost in darkness might see the way to come to God. It, It may cost us everything to give the light to others, but we must be willing to pay the price. We must never be guilty of keeping it to ourselves, keeping the light to ourselves, hiding the light or hindering the light. We must let our light shine for the glory of God. Brothers and sisters, you can't hide from the light. The truth of God's word will confront you someday. It may have already done so today. It may be that the Lord has spoken to your heart, revealed your sins and pointed out the truth of the gospel. If so, you need to come to him and be saved. Do not reject the truth. Do not uh, go to us hell. Please come to Jesus and be saved if you don't know him. The truth is he loves you. He died for you and he will save you if you will come to him. You can't hide from the light. If you reject him as savior in this life, you will face him as judge in eternity. Don't let that happen. Embrace the truth and be saved today. As a child of God, I want to say to you, has the Lord spoken to your heart today? Is he calling you to share the light with the lost world? Today would be a good day. Just come before Jesus and renew your commitment to Him and obey Him in sharing the gospel with the lost world. Amen. Let's pray. Indeed, Lord, we are so prone to hide the light as a lamp under a basket. We are so prone to keep to ourselves. to, To be afraid to speak about Jesus Christ and his saving power. So prone to sometimes reflect the world rather than reflect you. Help us, Lord. Help us honor you with our lives. Help us honor you in everything that we do. That your name will be honored, glorified. In the powerful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we pray this. Amen.